Hey, Glenn. Hey, Jim. Merry belated Christmas. Belated? What are you talking about? Well, we're airing a few days after Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Why do we sound like we're reading a script? I'm not, actually. No, I, I'm not either, but for some reason I'm answering you as if I am reading a script and am a very bad actor. Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> what is the name of the movie you would like to see? Well, I don't know about movies, but for right now, I'll tell you the show I'd like to hear. What show? Our show. What show? What's our show? That's our show. Hello, welcome once again to That's Our Show, where Jim and Glenn are both here in the same room recording at the same time for the first time in a while. Yeah, it's been really quite a while. I, yeah, because we kind of had that that weird Halloween episode where I was <laughs> otherwise occupied or yeah, he, whatever. He, <laughs> he, uh, he phoned in his performance later. Yeah, but it worked out okay, and I've been keeping up with the minisodes. So, yeah, yeah, so we you've been that. running with that. Did you hear the the pre Christmas one? Have you have you listened yet? I did not get to hear oh, that okay. one yet. Well, the last one I heard was the post show show or the post show game. Post show game. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, the uh, fortnight ago, basically just plugged your music. So awesome! You Thank can you. Look forward to listening to that. All right. Wow. And now that's the best gift you could have ever given me. There you go. It's well, the, it's it's the, the only gift, gift I'm giving you. So. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> yes. Well, only if they keep listening to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. Anywho, we are doing our special Christmas episode. Yes. And wow. to be a little festive this year, we are going to have a wonderful, awesome, extremely protracted beer tasting session of all the holiday beers that we could find. Well, not all of them because well, sixteen of them, so they could fit in a bracket. Them. Yeah, I, I went out to uh, procure these beers, which, by the way, this episode is nicely sponsored by my recent production of Dial M for Murder. The cast was kind enough to provide some gift certificates to Total Wine and More, which is where I went down to get. All of these beers. Slancha. <laughs> yes. So thank you to them for making this possible. And uh, I, I came back with, I want to say, 24 beers. 18, uh, 20. I came back with 20 because I had three six packs of individual Christmas or winter themed beers. And then I'm like, I, wait, that's not a good number. I need to get up to 20. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> so I got like a couple more. And, and then I realized, wait a minute. It's 16 to add even brackets, or we go up to 32. And I don't really know about you, but I didn't want to taste 32 beers. And he wouldn't let me sleep over, so that was out of the question. Yeah, you know, we, we got a spare room, sort of, kind <laughs> of. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. anyway 16 so, is fine. 16 is fine. So we, and, and leave it to us to have to turn this into some sort of a uh, competition or judging contest. Is it a contest? I thought we were judging together. Well, I mean, I guess the beers are competing. It's a with each contest other. for the beers, yes. Not so much for us because we both win, obviously. Oh yeah, this is this is going to be uh, interesting to say the <laughs> least. Um, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of leftover beer. And no, we haven't already started drinking them. Just no, no, not yet. Putting I, that I, out there. I've just been in with the caffeine, so I, I give myself some semblance of a personality while we do this. We have. I, I, I basically narrowed this down to try to get it into uh, four brackets. Right. 
and then individual beers within those brackets. And I went and I, I did a lot of research. I did a lot of work, prep work for this episode. I looked up every one of these beers on Untapped and on Beer Advocate. And both of those have ratings associated with the beers. But they're not sponsoring us. They are not sponsoring it, no. So I took those ratings, I averaged those, and then came up with the the rankings to, the seeds. to determine the seeds in right. the brackets. Our brackets are winter warmers, strong ales, light beer, and dark beer. Now not, we do a not ahead. light beer is in lower calorie. No, light is light in, is in color. color. Yeah, yeah, IPAs and whatnot. I'm so this is our December Madness bracket. Yes, it's December Madness, Madness, Madness. <laughs> Welcome to December Beer Madness on That's Our Show. Now, within these categories, there's a little bit of variance in what they are. Like the winter warmers, I think, are all technically winter warmers, but I think we also have a winter warmer in the dark category just because... We needed we even numbers. Fill. Yeah, we needed even numbers. So there's four beers in each category. And we'll go through and kind of explain what those are. And do we want to as we get kick to it them? right off with the winter warmer category? That seems to be the most appropriate. All right. Well, so these descriptions uh, that I'm going to give you for the general categories are from Beer Advocate. Winter warmer. These malty sweet offerings tend to be a favorite winter seasonal. A big malt presence, both in flavor and body, leads the way. The color of this style ranges from brownish reds to nearly pitch black. Like my soul. Yes, like your soul. Hop bitterness is generally low and balanced, but hop character can be pronounced in the aroma. Alcohol warmth is not uncommon. Is that like that false sense of warmth you get by drinking too much yeah, alcohol? Yeah, I think so. Where you can kind of drink it and be like, oh, that's high in alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so are winter warmers generally high in alcohol? Eh, high-ish. We'll, we'll go through. We'll give the ABVs when we, when we do them. Uh, many English virgins contain no spices, though some brewers of spiced seasonal ales will also slap winter warmer on the label. So it's basically the spiced ale that I moved over to dark. Okay. Which does advertise itself as a winter warmer. Those that are spiced tend to follow the wassail tradition of being robust ales with some combination of cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and the like before hops became the chief spice in beer. American varieties may have a larger presence of hops, both in bitterness and flavor. So something a little festive for the holidays, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I mean, they tend to have those those warm spices and whatnot. Right, so, so if you like your spiced, mold spice wines, maybe, or your spiced eggnog and you're also a beer drinker this might be up your alley it might at that so i am probably going to pull these up on untapped as we go partly just to get their take on it and partly because i want to know if i've tasted these before or not and uh you can find me on there as the glenliness if you want to friend me on untapped if you haven't already so uh, we are starting the winter warmer bracket with the number one, which is the Einstock Icelandic Winter Ale. And that is technically a wheat beer. Better eat your Wheaties. Better drink your Wheaties. Yeah, it's a wheat beer. It is a winter ale. It is a winter warmer. So covers many sure bases. It, it does cover many bases, but it, it's, it's going to be in our, our winter warmer category. And that is going up against the Breckenridge Christmas Ale. Also winter warmer, and the Einstock is 8% ABV, while the Breckenridge is 7.1%. Yes, so these are starting off in kind of the high. They think the, 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 the highest is obviously the strong ales category, 
<laughs> so please taste responsibly. Yes. In all seriousness, we're tasting a small amount of all of these beers and we're not going anywhere or getting behind any wheels or anything. <laughs> so please do drink responsibly. I was actually wondering if you, if, I, I know there are some uh, non-alcoholic holiday beers, but probably mm. not enough to have made this bracket. I thought about doing that, but I didn't want to pit them against alcoholic ones. No, they should be their own category. And and I don't know that I found enough of them to be their own category. Fair enough. And then even if they were their own bracket, they would have eventually had to go up against the others. And as we discovered on that non-alcoholic beer episode a few episodes ago, they're not always uh, great. Well, it could be like the uh, NIT tournament. It could be in its own category. Its own t- <laughs> Maybe that could have been our bonus material. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So let's get those started. We'll be right back. Every picture tells a story. Capture the color of Christmas this year on fresh Kodak film. I got it! I got it! Kodak wishes you some merry, merry pictures. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are going to crack open the Einstock here. Um, <laughs> well, I am, like I said, I'm going to double check and check in all of these on Untapped as we go. So I'll rate them. All right, crack that puppy open. Cracking away. The Einstock is in a right up to the can, right up to the microphone. Well, I don't want to. Oh, yeah, don't, don't spray my microphone. So this, uh, let's see, it's ale brewed with spruce tips and smoked barley. I hope this doesn't taste like a Christmas tree. I hope not, too. I've had some that, that did. Yeah, me too. Brave the elements of shorter days and dark, cold nights, bundled up in front of a roaring fire, drinking our limited edition winter ale. Brewed with spruce tips and smoked barley, and providing a hearty body, it is the perfect brew to complement your sagas of quest and survival. And just a uh, mention to Einstock, if you're looking for, you know, a pitch man, Glenn's your guy. I'm available. Pour a little bit of that. Pass it over to Jim. I'll let you pour yourself. It's a it pours a nice amber kind of reddish brown. Yeah, it's 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 not too dark. It's no about medium, I would say. So now, according to Untapped, I have not tried this yet. But of course, if you're going in and checking, I will have tried this. I don't think I've tried it. Smells nice. It's uh, an eight percent ABV. This was rated the the average rating. So whenever I give you the ratings, those are going to be the average between Untapped and Beer Advocate, and they're going to be normalized to a rating from 1 to 10. And this one got an 8. Righto. Here we go. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Cheers. Ooh. I'm getting the the, the, the spice. Yeah, yeah. The smokiness is nice. Mm-hmm. This is a good beer. <laughs> it is rather good. I don't know if I'm maybe picking up a slight yeastiness, but I could be imagining that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the spruce, I'm not like, you know, it's not like drinking a tree. So that's good. Mm-mm. No, I, I really don't pick up any tree like flavors, but this is very good. Nowhere to go but down from here. I know, really. I mean, well, this is the, the number one seed, so it right. must be for a reason, right? Yeah. Well, I think I can understand that reason. Because it's good. Okay. Now, the this is the, the Breckenridge Christmas Ale. Malty, full-bodied winter warmer. Yeah, I don't know if I've tried this one, but I have certainly tried other Breckenridge beers. I particularly like their vanilla porter. That's kind of a mainstay of my beer buying habits. 
I do enjoy their vanilla porter. I have had this one before, and I gave this a three and a quarter. I said, very malty, light on the spices, light in body, but highly drinkable. That was my review of this last time. All right, fair enough. Let's give it a shot now. Yeah, so this was a bottle. The other one was a can. Yes. Very similar color. Maybe a little less red. They're they're close. Yeah. Maybe a bit more of your amber, but probably lightness, darkness, about the same as the Einstock. It's not quite as aromatic, I would say. No. It's strong. The spices are stronger. The spices come through more on this than on the Einstock. Yeah, I would agree. And in a nice way. This feels the this feels more seasonal. You think? Yeah. It's not as good. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a clear winner, but I, this isn't bad at all. No, it's it's certainly drinkable. It fits the season. It fits the style, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, I think... It's a little thin. They're it's a little thinner, thin. yeah. yeah, than the Einstock. I, I, I just feel like the Einstock is a little bit... It balances everything a little bit better, or maybe yeah. qu- a bit better. Agreed. It has so, it has more body to it. Yeah, I I think this is an easy one. Okay, so Einstock, moving on to the next round. That's right. But I would certainly still drink the um, Breckenridge. Absolutely, no it's it's quite good. Let's grab the next two. All right. So now we have our number two and number three seeds, which I guess will be a uh, closer. Oh, I forgot to mention the Breckenridge Christmas Ale rating was a seven point six, and it had a seven point one percent ABV. These are not for the faint of heart. Well, I shouldn't I mean, say that. Some are going to be worse than this, or higher ABV, higher ABV than this. Yeah, the, the strong ales are the are the highest category for the most part. They're not quite session beers. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't consider those out of the range high. I mean, that's that's no. kind of considered uh, middle of the range at this okay. point. All right. So as I said, we have the number two seed, which is the Sly Fox Christmas Ale, against the number three seed, which is the 21st Amendment Brewery Fireside Chat. And Sly Fox is kind of the local hero in this case. Sly Fox is a uh, local... Local to us. Yeah, local to us brewery. They are... What what are they saying they're located in now? Because they've moved... They used to be in Phoenixville, right? Right. Pottstown. Pottstown, PA. So this was actually a late addition to the bracket. This was not one of the original ones I bought. I actually had this at home, and to even out the brackets, I had to throw in another one of these. Okay. So this was the late edition. This is Sly Fox Jolly Holiday Ale Christmas Ale with ginger, cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg, and cloves. And it's got your sort of embroidered pattern on the Yes, it looks like, cover. An, like an ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Let's crack this puppy open. Sorry, I'll try to get some of those, you know, better audio. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll I'll pour it right in front of the mic. Oh, I can hear that. Yeah, there you go. All right. Just don't pour it on the mic. Yeah, <laughs> that would be bad. Oh, this is much lighter. It is. Yes. Now I know I've had this. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up anyway. I know I've had this because I had a, a six pack of it at home. That's how I managed to add it. It's still kind of got a golden color, kind of like a lighter ale. Mm-hmm. I would say golden amber. Okay, so the averaged rating on this, the Sly Fox Christmas Ale, is a 7.8, and this has a lower 6.5% ABV. I've actually checked this in twice, in fact. Once recently, and once I had it on tap back in 2019. Cheers. All right, cheers. It's the most spiced so far. It's got a a spice presence for sure. It's, I want to say, a little sweeter than the others. Yeah, I got to be honest, this doesn't have much going on. I, I think the Breckenridge was better. I think I'd agree with you on that. 
I mean, I like the spice profile, but the the beer that's backing it up is kind of eh. Yeah, I mean, there's also a little hoppiness, I think, going on underneath it too. Maybe unless that's yeah. No, I am getting some hops in there too. Just a little bit. It's not overwhelming. Like it's not IPA level. Right. Yeah. The 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 spices are definitely higher. There are more prevalent than the hops. Yeah, I think that maybe kind of I won't say ruins it for me, but it it seems like that sort of aftertaste kind of doesn't mesh well with the spiciness part. Agreed. In fact, I think I'm going to need a palate cleansing pretzel before we <laughs> move on here. So this makes for great radio. I know. A great podcast, great audio. 21st Amendment Brewery, Fireside Chat, Winter Ale with Spices and Cocoa Nibs. I was going to say Cacao Nibs, but it actually says Cocoa Nibs. Interesting. And that's a 7.9%. We'll see if it's interesting good. Jesse, this is uh, San Leandro, California, so this is not a local. Not so much. Local one. Uh, this got a also a 7.6 on the rating, so it was actually an equal rating to the Breckenridge, and uh, 0.2 lower than the Sly Fox. But it's 7.9% ABV, so it's a bit higher. It is definitely stronger, yes. I have not had this one before, but I do have a uh, friend on Untapped who has checked in this beer. Shout out to Mike Fitzgerald, who gave this a 5 out of 5. Okay. Okay. Also in a can. Both of these are in cans. Yes. I think the majority of what we've got is bottles. Ooh, big head on this one. Very fizzy. Darker, browner, less red. Ooh, it smells nice. Yeah, this is a fairly deep brown, actually. That's got to be the the cocoa. Yeah, that makes sense. It smells really good. I think I smell the cocoa. Yeah. Taste it. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. It's different. It's named perfectly because I could just see sitting in front of a fire and like slowly sipping and enjoying one of you these. You get like a smokiness from it too? Yeah, which yeah. is interesting because what was it? it was the Einstock that had the uh, the smoked malt? Yes. This doesn't mention smoked malt, but it tastes like it might have it in there. I don't know if that's just the... I keep wanting to say cacao because when I've done brewing, it's always cacao nibs, but right. this specifically says cocoa. cocoa nibs. I, I think it's the same thing, but... Yeah, I was just kind of wondering if they used something different. I wouldn't think. I couldn't say. What else comes in nib form? This is going to be a tougher one for me. I, I can imagine this would not be to everybody's taste. It's a little bit smokier, as we said. It's got some bitterness to it. It does have a little bit of bitterness, but not quite. But not hops bitterness. No, no. Cacao bitterness. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. yeah. So if that's your thing, I think you'd like this. If it isn't your thing, you might want to stay away from it. But Indeed. I would say I prefer this over the Sly Fox. I was going to do like a one, two, three. But yes, I agree with you. I do also like this better than the Sly Fox. Sorry, local. So we have an upset in the first round, and the 21st Amendment fireside chat moves on. All right. So they will be facing up against Einstock in the next round. Yes. This is going to be a long episode. Kind of is, yeah. I mean, I'm just like just realizing how long it's taking us to taste two of these. I imagine future rounds might go a little quicker. Well, yeah. I mean, the the preliminary rounds are always going to take a lot longer, and then it'll speed up as it goes. But stay tuned, and we will continue. We'll be back with the strong ale category. All right, moving on to the strong ale category, coming right up. (laughs) 
Mari would like to thank you for taking us into your homes. We wish you all a happy holiday. All right, now, uh, in case we haven't been imbibing fast enough, we're into the strong ales category. All right, moving on from the winter warmers into the strong ales. Now, strong ales. What is a strong ale, Glenn? So there's a lot of different ones that I've put into strong ales. I put Belgian dark strong ale. I put a uh, scotch ale slash wee heavy is in there, I believe. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also a just a Belgian strong pale ale. So l- let's go and just... But what, what unifies them, Glenn? They're strong. In what way? <laughs> they have a higher ABV. Generally yeah, uh, have a higher ABV. The, okay. the lowest one in this category is a 7.5. Oh boy, fasten your seatbelts, Yeah, folks. and that's the Bell's Scotch Ale, which, which does tend to be in the 7 and up range. Oh, that's the one I'm most familiar with out of this category because I pretty much drink it regularly every Christmas season. Yeah. Well, okay. In fact, I just bought a six-pack of it the other day. Well, there you go. So it'll be interesting to see how it measures up to some of the others. So we are starting with the St. Bernardus. The Ah, St. Bernardus. The one with the Merry Monk on the cover, but it's not the Merry Monks. That comes later. (laughs) Yes. Or we're not doing that one, I forget. No, I don't think we have that. All right. It's not Merry Monks. Different brand, is it? (laughs) Or or do they make Merry Monks? It's, uh, I don't know. Well, it has the, it has a Merry Monk on the label, so take that as you will. Uh, Oh, that's Weyerbacher. Oh, Weyerbacher's Merry Monks. That's right. But this has a monk and a Santa hat on it. Yeah. This is St. Bernardus Christmas Ale. St. Bernardus Christmas Ale takes on a splendid dark brown color that is topped off with a cream-colored layer of froth. Mm. It's an intensely dark beer with a full yet slightly fruity flavor, overflowing with the tastes of winter. <laughs> I, I was what does winter, winter taste like? Yeah. And uh, zesty seasonal aromas. Aniseed notes are complemented by hints of creamy caramel and fire-roasted chestnuts. Okay. And this clocks in at a uh, a, a respectable 10% ABV. Oh, boy. I believe this is the highest rated beer at 8.6. And this is a, uh, a Belgian quadruple. Yikes. Yeah, that you, uh, I think in your notes you mentioned uh, double versus triple versus quad. Yes. Okay. God, I can smell the alcohol just opening it. Yeah, this is not a session beer, folks. No, no, it is not. It's like uh, two session beers. Definitely leaning, uh, continuing to lean away from the redness. Still, like, you know, got an amber, but it's a little more in the brown family. It does have a nice little head on it. It almost matches the color of the monk's robe on the label. The head matches the color of the I don't have much of a head on this beer. No, you don't. That's, you're poor, I guess. I guess so. Smells potent. (laughs) No. Tastes potent. You gotta like Belgians. Actually, you know what? I'm enjoying this. I, I do like a good Belgian beer. I've been kind of leaning away from Belgians, but... I kind of have too, but this, that's mostly just because they, they tend to the strongness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm actually enjoying this. Yeah, it's a nice beer. It's very it's very well-rounded. It maybe doesn't have that... Uh, maybe I'm thinking of a different style, but there's, there's certain... I, I forget if... I think some of them are Belgians, but they have almost like a banana-y flavor to them. They can, yeah. But this one doesn't. I think that depends on the yeast used. Yeah, I think that's what it's related to. 
That is definitely an excellent beer. Is yeah, I agree with you. That might be hard to beat. I think that's going to go. I I think I'm only going to go up to three point seven five for it, though. Nah, who am I kidding? It's a four. (laughs) I liked it a lot better than I expected to. Let's put it that way. So up next, we have the number four ranked in this bracket, which is the Victory Merry Monkey. Now, Victory is another local boy. They're uh, they're in Downingtown, right? Actually, their main brewery is in Parksburg. Victory Brewing Company, Downingtown, PA. Well, that's where they started, yeah. but most of their brewing is actually done in Parksburg, which isn't too far from Downingtown. No, but I think their business offices are still in Downingtown, so they're yeah. technically they're technically from Downingtown. Fair enough. This is from a, their their monkey series. They they have the golden monkey, golden sour monkey. monkey, golden monkey was the first one, and that turned out to be pretty popular. That that exceeded what was the uh, hop devil used to be their big go to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then I think the exports of golden monkey exceeded that. So they have the golden monkey, the sour monkey, the berry monkey. Are, is there anything else other than the, this one? I can't remember. I'm admittedly not as much of a fan of those flagship beers, so to speak, but I do like mm. a lot of their other varieties. Yeah, they actually make some really good stouts. Yeah, I and, like and their there was, stouts. There was a, uh, one of the ones that I got was a Christmas stout that they had, but that did not make the cut here. Okay. I believe they also had a Schwarz beer. I tried that when I was they um, have a brew pub in their main brewery outside mm-hmm. of Parksburg. So I believe I tried their Schwarzbier, among others, when I was last there about three months ago. I also recently tried, they have a, oh, geez, I forget the name of it now. It's like, a, it's a Christmas stout, has a sweater on the label. I think that might have been the one I had. Oh, okay. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. So let's crack open the Merry Monkey. These are both bottles this time around. Yeah, I, I think there's more bottles than cans, but it was pretty much just whatever I could find. We should do the ASMR version of this yes. just by having pouring sounds. Not as much of a head on this, at least no. for my pour, but I might have poured more carefully. It's got a monkey smell. Not, not. It, I mean, it doesn't smell like a monkey, but it smells like, <laughs> like the victory. The monkeys all have this certain, the victory monkey beers all have a certain smell to them. I think I know what you mean. And, and this has that. I think they must all use the same yeast. This would smell better than a monkey, like an actual one. I've never smelled a monkey. Have you smelled a monkey? I'm imagining I did from a zoo, maybe. It's good. So this maybe reminds me a little bit more of the the Belgians that I tend to stay away from. Mm-hmm. I guess, or at least the aspects of the Belgians well, that it, I tend to avoid. It's got those winter spices. Like I'm the, getting the winter yeah, spices. That, that, may, that may improve it on it. Compared to a standard Belgian, I suppose. It, it pretty much just tastes like Golden Monkey with some Christmas spice. To Maybe me. that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the St. Bernardus has to move on compared to that. I mean, this yeah, isn't bad. Most definitely. I mean, and that's based probably on my personal palate bias preferences. Well, I mean, all of this is based on our personal palates. Oh, interesting. I was just reading the label. Cranberry, orange peel, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Oh, are the I spices. I don't recall you saying that. I, I don't think I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I pick up a sweetness to it. I don't know if I get so much of a nutmeg or cinnamon from it. Mm-hmm. I get maybe more of the fruitiness from it. Yeah, I could see that. But I, I, I think I was just mistaking that for usual monkey shines, as it were. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but once again, the local beer has fallen by the wayside. St. Bernardus moving on. St. Bernardus moves on. And that brings <laughs> us to the Corson Donk Christmas Ale versus Bell's Christmas Ale. So it's Christmas Ale against Christmas Ale. All right. 
I did forget to mention that that victory was a uh, technically a Belgian strong pale ale. Okay. Its rating was an 8.1 and had a 10% ABV. But now we're moving on. Our number two seed is the Corsendonk Christmas Ale, which is a Belgian dark strong ale. And where is that from? Belgium. It's actually brewed in Belgium? Brewed and bottled in Belgium. Okay. A real legit Belgian ale. Yes. As was the uh, St. Bernardus, I believe. Oh, is it? Okay. I could be wrong on that. I didn't check the label that carefully. No, I didn't either. I suppose I should have, since we've been kind of saying where these are from. Anyway, the Corson Donk Christmas Ale, Belgian Dark Strong Ale, and that got a rating of 8.3 and has an ABV of 8.1. Cracker open. Consider it cracked. Or tapped or whatever. That kind of looks similar in color to the St. Bernardus. Yeah, kind of the, the slightly reddish brown. There's very little on the bottle to speak of, which is why I haven't really read anything, but let me... <laughs> no, but there's a uh, kind of a faux stained glass image on it. Now, I wonder with some of these, because they're imported, if they are potentially the watered-down versions of what you could get if you were in Europe. I don't know. As that is common with many imported beers. Got a few check-ins from friends on this one. I haven't had it. Uh, they averaged out to a 3.75 out of 5 among my friends. Okay. It doesn't have a particularly strong aroma, I would say. No. It has a particularly strong flavor, though. It's almost soda pop-like. It is kind of sweet. Yeah. It's interesting. It's very different. I, I like it, but I don't love it. <laughs> Still, I think this is... This would be really bad to drink this like a soda, but that kind of is what it tastes like. To yeah, me. for something with that high of an ABV, that would uh, be trouble in a glass. It, it goes down very easy. Yeah, almost like a root beer kind of a flavor. Yeah, there is something root beerish about it. You're right. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I wasn't expecting that. No, it's it's very unexpected. It goes down way too easy. Yeah, agreed. That that really is trouble. All right, let's move on. We've got the Bell's Christmas Ale. I am well acquainted with this one. This is one of my go-tos for this time of year. I'll usually buy a six-pack of it. Mm. So this is Bell's Brewery, Comstock, Michigan. It's a scotch ale. Mm -hmm. This traditional scotch ale is rich and malty with notes of caramel and a warm finish, certain to make any occasion festive or at least a bit more bearable. Enjoy with the company of friends and family. <laughs> I happen to be a big fan of scotch ales. So. Yeah, I, I have a bit of a uh, leaning towards them as well. All righty. We'll see if I still like it. I haven't had any yet this year. This is less amber. There's, there's not much redness to it. It's very tan. It's a little red. And this barely qualifies, I think, as a strong ale. But it is, uh, I mean, we heavy scotch ale, whatever. It's a 7.5%, and this has a rating of 8.1. It's sort of an orangish, amberish brown. Yeah, a little bit. Nice uh, head on it. I'd say it has a little bit more aroma than the other one. The Corson Donk. So this one I have had before, and I said a reasonably good scotch ale, but nothing to write Santa about. Fair enough. <laughs> And my, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. My friends averaged a 3.88. Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's the absolute out-of-this-world scotch ale, but mm -hmm. it's certainly good and drinkable for this time of year. Yeah, I don't, I don't find anything Christmassy about it. Perhaps not. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily associate scotch ales with this season. Mm -hmm. I just happen to like the style, so that's why I go for it if I see it. 
But is there anything that they changed to make it a Christmas ale? I'm really not sure. It doesn't seem like it. It just seems like we're just going to call this Christmas ale for no reason. Because that's the time of the year that we offer it. I don't know. I I see your point. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily associate this with the Christmas season per se. It's kind of, it comes more down, I think, to whether it's a style of beer that I like to drink. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I actually want to go back and have a little more of the Course and Donk because I'm having some difficulty deciding which I prefer. I think for me, and this is probably personal bias as usual, but I would I would tend to go for the Scotch Ale. Not so much for being Christmassy, but just because the flavor is a little more complex and is what I'd be more seeking for a beer as opposed to the Course and Donk being a little bit too reminiscent of a soda pop to me or a root beer. Hmm. The Course and Donk's a little different going back to it. Really? Yeah. It tastes more beery to me now. That's weird. I think I'm leaning Course and Donk. Are you, are you leaning Bells? I'm going to go back. I think I'm still getting kind still of a root beery flavor to yeah. it. Maybe almost a little bit of licorice, too. Hmm. Did, was this one with the anise in it? I don't recall. I don't think so. Does not say. I think, I think I'm going to stick with the Bells on this one, personally. All right, then I, I think we need to bring in a tiebreaker vote then. We do. So we have a couple of guests standing by to break the tie. At the ready, and we appreciate their time because I'm sure they're extremely busy this time At of this year. time of year, absolutely. So we are bringing in, well, I forget what his name was. He's a Christmas elf. Uh, well, I'm sorry, sir. What is your name? My name is Bob. Bob. Bob the Christmas Elf. Uh, That's welcome. right. Hi, everybody. It's Bob the Christmas Elf. And I've been really busy packing up all the toys for Santa's sleigh, but I was able to go on break for 15 minutes to help you guys out. Well, we appreciate that, Bob. Uh, so we have two beers here that are in the strong ale category that Jim and I could not agree on. Oh, boy. Strong ales. Wow. I, I better I better be careful about drinking before going back to work. Yeah, you don't want to miswrap anything. No. So we have the Corson Donk Christmas Ale and Bell's Christmas Ale. Yes, and Glenn voted for the Corson Donk while I voted for the Christmas Ale from Bell's. Yeah, so it is up to you, Bob, to determine which one goes forward. Oh boy, this is going to be fun. Yay! Hmm, well, I gotta say, I got a bit of a sweet tooth, so... I think I'm going to go for the Corson Donk. Ah, yes, you gotta go with the, uh, the elf vote. Yeah. Thank you for your time, Bob. So the Corson Don Christmas Ale moves on. Bells is out in the first round, so no upsets in this category. And special thanks to Bob the Christmas Elf for helping us out on thanks, that one. Thanks, Bob. Bye. Gotta get back to work. All right. So that uh, finishes out the strong ale category. Uh, we will be back in a moment with the light, and that's not light beer, but light in color, we assume. <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> we'll what find we out. Them, I guess. Uh, so we'll be back with light color beer. Right after this. Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas from your Kmart Christmas store. Save on sweaters and on hats, bowling balls and baseball bats. Cameras, TVs, bikes and plants, goldfish, bat boys, slivers, pants. Beerless dresses, perfume socks, toasters, roasters, robes and clocks. Candy records, films and toys at Santa Land for girls and boys. Christmas smiles at every place at Kmart's Christmas Saving Place. All right, now that we've finished that exciting round where we had to bring in our tiebreaker, we are moving on to light in color beers, which may or may not be light. We'll find out when we pour them. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'd say so far, most have been on the darker side, true to their advertising. Yes. 
And I mean, uh, there's at least two IPAs in this round, and I'm pretty sure a pale ale is going to be, you know, pale. I would assume. And we are starting off with the Trogues Blizzard of Hop. Trogues is local, aren't they? Yeah, they're in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's right. Local to us, of course. Relatively. Blizzard of Hops. Is this a year-round beer? I... It says winter IPA, so maybe... Yeah, I think it's seasonal. We created this winter IPA to toast hop growers around the world for another successful harvest. This storm of hoppy citrus and pine notes is a bright reminder that the end of the hop cycle is only the beginning. The cycle of hops. Oh, this is very specific. It has Centennial, Galaxy, Chinook, and Eldorado hops. Okay. The malt is Pilsner, unmalted wheat, and white wheat. Hmm. Now, a hoppier beer is not something I tend to associate with nor gravitate towards in the winter seasons. Not generally, no. But it'll be interesting to see what their take is on this. I don't think I've ever had this one before. I apparently have had this and and rated it pretty high with a 3.75. Okay. And I said, very hoppy, very nice. Hmm. But that was back in December of 2018. Okay. So we'll see if I still enjoy this five years later. Yes. That is unmistakably a pale ale. Oh my goodness. That is by far the palest of the options thus far. Yeah, there's just a just a little hint of yellowness to it. Oh, and you smell those hops. Woo! Oh boy, yeah. That's a blizzard, man. Wow. So this one I think I said was a 6.5 ABV. Is that right? Uh 6.4. Okay. 6.4 ABV, and the rating was an 8.1, which does put it first in the bracket. Okay. So this is the number one in the bracket. Cheers. Cheers. That's more balanced than I was expecting. Yeah, I for an, for an IPA, and I admit I'm not the biggest fan of IPAs, mm-hmm. but I like this. Yeah, it's, I mean, I prefer when smooth. they're when they're balanced and yeah, smoother, mm-hmm. and you know, have a little bit of malt back to them. Mm-hmm. And this one does. I mean, I'm surprised I called this very hoppy. I mean, it is very hoppy, but it's balanced. It's nicely balanced. Yeah, it does not hit you over the head hoppiness. That's quite good. Mm-hmm. I, I stand by that rating. I think I would concur, and coming from me, I think that says a lot. Yeah, you're not a you're not a big IPA guy. I'm not either, but I like them well enough. All right, so that brings us to another local boy, the Iron Hill. Is this local? Um, Where is Iron Hill? They're regional. Located? They well, they have several restaurants in the general southeastern Pennsylvania and possibly northern Delaware area. Mm-hmm. Exton, PA. It's local. Okay, that is. Extremely local yes. at the moment. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no more local than Downingtown. But <laughs> this wintertime classic from Iron Hill is not only made for sipping around the tree, it's made from the tree. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Brewed with spruce needles and a generous kick of Chinook and Simcoe hops, this seasonal IPA balances a crisp flavor with intense aromas of pine and citrus. Ugh. So here's to winter. The moose is loose. Oh, boy. This description does not bode well. Yeah, I, I, I think both of us have had, uh, what was the brewery? Yards. Uh, Yards, a, yeah. I think it was the Benjamin Franklin Spruce yeah, Ale. Yeah, I forget exactly what it is. They tend to name a lot of stuff after the founding fathers, but that was like uh, drinking a tree. Yeah. And luckily, this one is a 16-ounce can. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, nice crack. Thanks. <laughs> Wait, were you opening the can? Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> also, definitely, unquestionably, very IPA. pale. This is actually, I think, even paler than the other. It's cloudy, though. 
So I guess it's like Unfiltered. a cloud. I do like cloudy IPAs. They tend to be good. Oh, it smells like a tree. Yeah, it's very cloudy. That definitely smells like a tree. It does. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, it's better than... It tastes better than it smelled. Yeah, but it's still very... I mean, it tastes less like tree and more like tree sap. <laughs> if that makes any sense. You're not helping. I'm trying to drink it. <laughs> it's better than the yards. Well, it's been probably about 15 years or so since I've had the yards, it, but it left that much of a memory. Yeah, I had it more recently. I mean, it's it's interesting if you really want something that just screams winter to you, then and you really like IPAs, it might be up your alley. But I don't think there's going to be much question which one we're going to pass on here. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's up my alley. Yeah, I. I think oh yeah, this there's... even says it's a it's a uh, New England hazy IPA. It's at a six percent ABV. And it is the lowest rating <laughs> rated one that we have. Okay. Uh, fourth in the bracket at a 7.4 out of 10. Yeah. It's not beat you over the head hoppy, which is fine. But I think the balance of flavors that it does have just do not particularly appeal to me. I'll be honest with you. There's something about it that kind of appeals to me. I definitely think that the Blizzard of Hops is a better beer. Mm-hmm. But I could see like around winter time, like getting like maybe a four pack of this. I wouldn't go to a six pack, but it, it's interesting and it feels very, it does feel very festive. I'll give it that. Iron Hill, in my own opinion, has done many other much better beers. Oh, I don't disagree with that, <laughs> but we are definitely moving on the blizzard of hops. We're Absolutely. There. Okay. Trogues moves on. Yeah. There's no contest. And this is between two relatively local breweries. Yeah. So we have a sort of local ish one moving on this time. Up next, we have the Flying Fish Winter Crew versus the Goose Island Christmas IPA. So um, let's see. We have the two and three seeds here. The number two seed is the Flying Fish Winter Crew. All right. So this one could have gone in strong ale as well. It's a, it's a Belgian strong pale ale, but it is less strong than anything we had in the Belgian at 7% ABV. And the average rating is 7.8 out of 10. That would be a lot to put on the label if it's, you said it's not so strong as other Belgians, but it's yes. still sort of strong. <laughs> so description on this one. Hints of cinnamon and nutmeg are highlighted in this Belgian-style ale that's okay. made for cold weather enjoyment. Interesting. This seems almost unfair in this category, but we'll see. Okay. Although you're not a big fan of Belgians, so... Well, I've been uh, pleasantly surprised so far. Let's see if you continue to be definitely paler than the other belgians it does fit in the category yeah that's again going yellowish very oh interesting aroma let me look up this one to see if i've tried it before i don't think i have it kind of smells more belgiany i think as in my mm -hmm. recollection of other belgians that i've had in the past that you don't like we'll see i haven't tasted it yet but the aroma is definitely there Okay, I have not only have I not tried this, but none of my friends on Untapped have tried this. Okay, so this is blazing a trail. It's a Belgian strong golden ale, according to Untapped. So okay. here we go. Cheers. That's a Belgian ale. It is, but it's not like smacking me over the head. No, the spices in it are nice. It's, it's actually quite good. It's kind of tempered. Like it's got a, I think, a good flavor balance to it. I, I really like this one. I don't know that I would maybe seek it out, given other options, but for the style that it is, I'd say it's rather good. 
this is going to be hard to beat for me. That's I, I really, really like that. But of course, we will attempt to beat that by the Goose Island Christmas IPA. Now, just to yep. jump Sorry. back on that for one moment. Sure. There is a little bit of a, a sweeter aftertaste that I also associate with Belgians, I yes. think, that maybe I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, there is some sweetness to Belgians a lot. I, it, it tends to be the stronger alcohol tends to balance that out a lot of the time, okay. but this one is not as strong, so right. that sweetness kind of lingers more. Yeah, a little bit. So we've got Goose Island Christmas IPA here. That's uh, Goose Island is from Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's a Chicago beer. And no. the only interesting thing it says on the can is festively smooth. I have not tried this beer, but I do enjoy their 312 Urban Wheat. Goose Island, I want to say they make a hazy IPA that I really like, but I'm not sure what it's called. It might just be called hazy IPA. Uh, you could be right, actually, now that you mention it. Pulling it up on Untapped. It's another one that uh, I have not tried and none of my friends have tried. This is actually the strongest one in the in the, in the the light category. I should have called it the pale category. That would have made more sense, so we wouldn't have been confused that it was light beer. Oh, right, right. too late. Yeah. So it's our strongest <laughs> in the light category. By light, we mean pale. Yes. Uh, at a 7.5% ABV, and it's a 7.7 rating. Okay. That's kind of dark for an IPA. It it's is not, definitely there's no darker. It's like a fairly clear golden. Yeah. It's more golden color. than yellow, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can smell the hops on this one. I'm not good enough to be able to identify what type of hops, but I definitely smell them. I smell them too, but it seems like it's a little on the sweeter side. Yeah. How can you smell sweet? I No, I know what you mean, though. Ooh, not a very good IPA, <laughs> I it's gotta say. kind of there, I guess. That, to me, is just a very average IPA. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a little hoppy. But it seems like it's trying not to be hoppy in the most inoffensive way possible. <laughs> to me, there's no question. I, I, I feel that the uh, the Flying Fish Winter Crew wins this round hands down. I don't know what your thoughts are. Well, I'm going to have to admit that this style of the, the bracket is probably not my wheelhouse. But right. given what I just said about the Winter Crew, that if, if that's what I had available to drink, I would not mind that mm-hmm. I would enjoy it, I think. So, yeah, I'm with you there. I'm going to go with the Winter Crew on this. All right, so Flying Fish moves on. You let me down, Goose Island. I'll stick to the 312 <laughs> yeah, they, Urban Wheat. Goose Island definitely makes some good stuff. I would not dismiss them based on this, but this is not their best work. So we're going to take another little break, and then we'll be back with the final of the Sweet 16 category, Dark. Hi, folks. It's Jim here. We hope you've been enjoying our holiday beer tasting tournament. We certainly did enjoy it quite a bit ourselves. We had many beers to get through, and many of them we had to drink multiple times. Boy, was that rough. However, it took us many hours to get through all these beers, and unfortunately, there just was not enough time to get it all into one episode. However, in the next couple weeks, around the middle of the month, when we would normally have our next mini-sode, we will instead have a full-length episode, which will be the conclusion of the holiday beer tasting tournament, covering the final round of the Sweet 16, the dark beers, as well as the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and of course, the final championship round. Stay tuned to backstage.link to find out when that episode will be available. In the meantime, on behalf of Glenn and myself, we'll see you next year. That's our show, is brought to you by the Backstage Group. 
engineered by Jim Balseric and edited by Glenn Reed. You can find us online at show.backstage.link or email us at show at backstage.link. Please give us a rating on the podcast platform of your choice and be sure to tell your friends to give us a listen. Until next time, that's our show. You weren't, I thought you already were recording. No, I was getting this, I told you to wait a second. <laughs> oh, no, actually, you told me to shut the fuck up. But I did tell you that too. Yeah. Screw it. Screw it. Yes. <laughs> Feel free to edit that. Yeah, out. I probably won't. <laughs> That's right. okay, because coming up next on That's Our Show. That was recorded. Oh, fantastic. Because I'm sure that'll be used. <laughs> so let's crack this. IPA. I keep wanting to say the cacao. Cacao. But course and donk's fun to say. Course and donk. And if you can't say it anymore, then you've definitely had too many. And I said a regional. Technical difficulty. Yeah. And it is. Glenn's having a little bit of trouble with his teleprompter. You know I'm going to edit that out. I'll be particular. More dark. Well, I'm sorry. We already did dark. Or, no, we did winter warmer. Just edit this out. <laughs>